Hello, geeks everywhere, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Matt. I am Nick. Here to give you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. You know, it's funny. It seemed like only yesterday, the three of us did an episode talking about the Crown Tundra DLC. Now, here we are three years later. That's a good point. Yeah, oh my gosh. Been three whole years since Pokemon's last DLC. But now that Galar's behind us, we're taking a trip to Paltea to talk about the Teal Max Part 1. Hmm. This is the first DLC to Scarlet and Violet, which... If you don't know our thoughts on Scarlet and Violet, I mean, we did a full episode on it when that came out last fall. But uh, yeah, expect another part DLC review when the Secret of Area Zero comes out, uh, um, the Indigo Disc DLC. But right now, we're just talking about the DLC. Uh, it came out about a week or two ago. Um, the three of us have played it, and uh, we'll just talk a little bit about what we thought of it, I guess. I thought it was all right. Yeah, honestly, I did real. I really did not have that much fun with it. I don't know if that's just because I'm not. I wasn't in the mood to play Pokemon. I don't think it was that. I just think it was kind of a, a subpar Pokemon experience uh, for I me thought, personally. I thought that the the world stuff was nice. To be honest with it, like just the little island was cool, but otherwise the yeah. story was kind of. Yeah, there yeah. were there were definitely things I liked and things I didn't like. So so I should say I should start with that. But yeah, oh, no, definitely from my point of view. I legit stopped giving a shit about the story and just focused on catching Pokemon. Yeah. Well, that was, I think, what I was excited for. I, I, Whenever I did the DLCs for Sword and Shield, I would try to come at it with a new team. And I would try to catch as many new Pokemon as I could in this region. I don't know. Personally, I was just a little bit, I guess, disappointed by the new roster they added. Like, I felt like I was running around. I'd be like, oh, this is these are the new Pokemon they added? Okay. Like, I don't know why Pokemon, this is what I would do if I was in charge of Game Freak. I, want, I think we should just have, like, 30 new Pokemon for the DLC. Like, make people really excited about it. Like, instead of, guess what? Your Applin might evolve differently, and that is it. That is the only new Pokemon you can get unless you count Legendaries. Like, I don't know. I, I think it would be a bigger sell. They did the same thing with Sword and Shield. Oh, here's the new Pokemon. It's a Slowpoke regional form. That's it. I feel like it'd be fun, especially for this, because the Teal Mask takes place in something that is explicitly stated to be very far from Paldea. You'd think that there would be some more, you know, exclusive Pokemon. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned Diplin, because this goes back to a problem you had with previous Pokemon games, Matt. You wish that they brought back just normal evolutions, but then here comes Sword and Shield. It'd be like, hey, we have regional forms. They could evolve the new Pokemon, while their original forms, forget about it. We're done with giving old Pokemon, like old, old Pokemon new evolutions. <laughs> now all of a sudden, they're like, oh, guess what? Your Diplin can evolve into a new Apple form. What the hell? Yeah, they got really lazy with that. Like, back in the day, you had, okay, Tyrogue evolves into Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. And guess what? We're adding Hitmontop. Or, oh, Curlia will evolve into Gardevoir. But guess what? Now we're adding Gallade. That day is gone. And at least when they first added regional evolutions, like, for example, um, God, I'm blanking out on his name. Obstagoon? Um, Obstagoon, yes. There was a region, a reason why... Linoon could only evolve into Obstagoon in this area. They were very specific about it. And they got really lazy with that in Sword and Shield. I mean, uh, in, in Scarlet and Violet, excuse me. They got really lazy with that. Like, you have Farigarif. I don't ever hear an explanation as to why normal Girafferig can't become Farigarif, or why normal Primeape can't become, um, oh gosh, help me out, Eric. Annihilate. Annihilate. 
Like, there's nothing like, oh, in the Paldea region, the primate bar, blah, blah, blah. The, in the Paldea region, the giraffe rig have blah, blah, blah. Like, they right. do this thing now where they just add new regional forms and they don't explain why they're regional forms. And definitely uh, uh, Diplin has that problem, too. You're forgetting um, the most important question, Matt. Yeah. How come in Paldea, Dunsparce gains two extra asses? Yeah, like, what's so special Dun- about Dun- the Dunsparce Dun- in this region that they can evolve into D- Dunsparce? Uh, we felt like adding an evolution to Dunsparce... But we didn't want to marry ourselves to it, so we're not going to say it's like a, a worldwide new evolution. When Sinnoh, they had no bones about it. They were like, yeah, guess what? Pyloswine's not the final form anymore. It's Mammoswine. Get used to it. It's going to be like that permanently now. Like, they just don't have the boldness. It's like, yeah, you're Applin instead of evolving into Flapple or the other Appleton. dude. Appleton. It can evolve into Diplin now, but only here. Just give us access to all these new evolutions. Like, like I don't know. Be Be confident. That was a tirade I was not expecting to go on at the start of this review. But I still never caught an apple, or at least evolved it. No, I looked in the apple fields for it, and I could because I, I figured it might be there. And then when I couldn't find it, I was like, eh, whatever. I think I got it because I did a like a tirade for it. Gotcha. But, like aside from that, I never saw it once in my whole like, playthrough. Mm-hmm. I just got it because hey, the more Pokemon entries you can complete, the more items you get. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get the the Ursa? What is yeah. it? Ursa? Not it's not Ursaluna. Oh no, it's like the, the dark Ursaluna, right? Blood Moon. Blood Moon Ursaluna. Ursaluna. Yeah, that looked cool, but you know, I'm actually perplexed by that because to me, what I'm getting at is that this Ursaluna is resisting its own extinction, or like maybe this is the last of its kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that's all speculation. How does the DLC explain this shit? Nothing. I like how um this whole DLC is about like the Ogipon or whatever. Ogrepon, or however the <laughs> hell you say it. Ogi, yeah, Ogi, whatever, whatever it is. And everyone's like, oh my god, it's terrifying, but yet you have Ursaluna literally, like, stalking the woods. <laughs> and that thing's, like, ten times more terrifying than any Pokemon we've gotten. <laughs> um, I guess we should, we might as well just talk a little bit about a rough plot synopsis and, and what to expect from the before we get into anything else. So, basically, your character, after the events of uh, Scarlet and Violet, you take a class field trip. You're randomly selected along with three other students to a class field trip to this new region. Very Japanese-inspired, so I, I would reckon it's probably pretty close to the original four regions. And you team up with this other school, the Blueberry Academy, which operates out of Unova, which I thought was kind of cool. And basically, you guys um, unlock this, the secrets of this festival that's going on in this region. Namely, how there's three heroes... Um, the town venerates for the hel- their help defeating an evil ogre. Um, and full spoilers, I guess we should say. For the minimal plot twist that there is in this. Basically, it's reverse. Yes, and I will say that was probably my favorite part of the DLC. I was not expecting to like that, but I, I kind of was just like, oh, that- that's kind of cool. Like, believe me, I don't like those three ugly little moofs. But when they came to life and they were all sinister, I was like, all right, this is kind of a cool little twist. They say legendary yeah. Pokemon. All I see are bootleg Chuck E. Cheese mascots. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, we're far and away from Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Dialga, Palkia, Zekrom, and we're, we're, we're now at the point where it's just like, if you're a random greedy monkey with a pink scarf, you're a legendary Pokemon now. If you want an example of good legendary furries, just look at the three legendary bees. Well, then again, yeah. that statement's irrelevant now because of what they did to my boy Raikou. <laughs> <laughs> when, when is that going to be available? That's in the next DLC, right? Yeah. Actually, this opens up another can of worm pulls, and yes, I'm still going to use uh. that pun. Um, you know how they say in Johto lore 
that Holo created Entei, Raikou, and Suicune. Yes. Yet, Suicune and Raikou have Paradox forms. So, does that mean there's technically a Paradox Holo to create them? Technically, in the lore, isn't it that they dead inside the- they died burning inside the temple and then Ho-Oh, like, revives them? Yeah. Somebody like that. Like, three so, Pokemon get trapped and they have to be saved. Technically, like, their old forms could have died. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were reborn. That's impossible. I, I don't know any of this stuff anymore, because you're right. Like, we see cutscenes in Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver of the animals dying. It's like, yeah, maybe those are brontosauruses that are just... <laughs> I don't know. It just confuses the hell out of me. Same here, bro. It, it happens. And it's funny that you guys mentioned, oh, I want to build a new team to go through this DLC. Here's the thing about me. I am a hard-working adult. I don't have time for shit like that. So I basically breeze through the whole story with my team of level 100 guys. <laughs> nice. Boring. A prime example is when Kernan, or however you say his name, he's like, Hey, I'm not good at Pokemon battles. Can you teach me? I whip out my level 100 Charizard and be like, I'm about to destroy this kid's hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh, I'll teach you, all right? I'll teach you a freaking lesson. <laughs> I was going to say, can we talk about those two freaking brats? Carmine and Kieran might be in the running for my like least favorite traveling companions in all of the Pokemon games. They are I the worst. Kieran's l less bad. He's still just like, uh, I'm high. I want to be your friend. Honestly, I got the vibe that he wanted to be more than friends sometimes. Um, but whatever. Right. He's... <laughs> I'm like, this is the kid He's like always like trying to pose with you and like whisper to you like, oh, you really want to hang out with me? Like, okay. He was nothing compared to Carmine though. Literally freaking worst. I hated her. She was so obnoxious. Although that might have been because I strolled in because um, the game starts, right? I have like a handful of low-level Pokemon um, and I'm told I have to go to the, go to let the front desk know that we've arrived. And this freaking brat, I'm going to try to keep it PG with my vocabulary, strolls up and is like, okay, you can't enter town unless you weed battle. And then completely eviscerates me because she has level 60s. And then she treats it like it's some kind of accomplishment. I'm like, you are the worst. She's you're such. Terrible, a, she is so obnoxious. And it's funny. Like, you're, you're a terrible champion if you lost to her. I'm sorry. You, you gotta hand in your your champion badge and. You Listen, know. I brought like two. Oh. I brought my level 25 cloth, my level 25 low kicks, and my level 50 um Dodonzo. And I was like, all right, time for a fresh start. Yeah, I would. I, I should have gone back and just been like, no, I'm bringing my champion level party. <laughs> I went there with a level 80 Mew and a level 75 Lucario. <laughs> That's nice. It. And I Smart. kicked their ass with those yeah. two. And then <laughs> I, I got my team. And yeah, I did no, not let them win a single worst. battle. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. why would you? Yeah, I should have just quit at that point. But I was just like so pissed. And so from then on, I've had a chip on my shoulder about her. First of all, her and her brother have the worst haircuts I've ever seen in the Pokemon game, oh too. We can, we can talk about that. She has just the worst personality to match. I thought it was supposed to be like, oh, you guys like mean rivals, so here's a mean rival. Yeah, a rival. But her role in the game is that of, like, a friend. So don't have her act like a jerk. If you want her to be a rival, have her be a rival. Have her not talk to me. Except when I kick her butt. But she, like, is weirdly important for someone who's just such a horrible personality. Literally, I did not take these two seriously whatsoever, especially yeah. when they try to develop a villain origin story for Kernan, because at the end he's <laughs> like, I want to get stronger, 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 and I'm like, okay, calm down, Sasuke. <laughs>
Yeah, literally. Calm down. It's past your bedtime, you 11-year-old. Honestly, the only thing that was, like, keeping it together for me was, like, the world was kind of cool. Again, like, I like the landscape. I like the layout. That little, like, circle. Yeah. No, very much so. You could catch. It was cute. It was wholesome. But the story was just so boring. Even then, I wish there was a bigger Pokedex. I ended up using... I tried to find Pokemon I've never used before, and... That I had slim pickings. My my ace ended up being Amanda Buzz. Um, so it's just like, I don't know, just some fun random antics. I will say my... though, Nick, I agree with you about the world. I I, I I wish they would do another region in Japan. You know? I think it's yeah. nice. I, th- I think they clearly miss it because they know Japan the best and the first four regions were all based on areas in Japan. I think, you know, it, it was nice getting to go back, to, getting letting them uh, go back to their roots a little bit. I'm sure they liked it a lot. Did you get the million dollar outfit at the end of the game? They have a million dollar outfit? No, I did not. Yes, you, at the end of the game, because the you finished the DLC, right, Matt? Nah, I got close enough, though. Okay, you, you know how the statues get broken? Yeah. The old man asked for donations, and they want to refix the statues. Super long story short, he wants a million dollars to help fix <laughs> those three statues as if that's going to cost that much money. And once you give him that much money, you get a, ra- like, not a rainbow, but you get like a chrome kimono, which I do have and I wear proudly because <laughs> there's nothing else to spend money on in that game. Who knows? Maybe the next region, they'll go back to old roots, but you never know. No, it's, it's clearly going to be a, a black and white remake because they've been hinting at Unova. Well, Matt, they bring up that the Blueberry Academy originated from Unova. Black and white remakes, anybody? Uh, I'm maybe, assuming that that's going to be where it's going. Or maybe Pokemon Black 3 and White 3. Now that would be insane. That would be a change to everything. What happened 10 years after the events of Pokemon Black 2 and White 2? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know when we're... How the schedule was based on the time between Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. I think we still have like at least 7 or 8 years to go before Black and White remakes but hey listen i guess never say never they are clearly after legends arceus and after the new dlc era of pokemon i'm not confident in saying anything i don't know what pokemon's gonna do all we can do now and speculate like the geeks we are <laughs> mm-hmm. speaking of which what are your predictions for part two i am mm-hmm. so excited for that yeah i mean i'm cool. so hyped to catch that turtle <laughs> i'm so excited to be able to get every starter that'll make building a new team a lot easier it's funny this is the first game since, I want to say, Sun and Moon. Yeah, this is the first game since Sun and Moon where all the Pokemon starters are available. Sword and Shield is currently the only game to not feature all the starters. Oh, that game is going to age so poorly. But um, that's crazy, though. To me, I'm sensing kind of a Battle Frontier vibe where clearly it's more focused on battling. Mm-hmm. It'll be like the Battle Frontier where you get battle points and get battle items or some shit like that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I do find it kind of cool how some of the Paltain gym leaders are going to come back for extracurricular activities, which means we get to see your spirit animal, Matt. Heck or yeah. I should, or I should say your spirit Pokemon. <laughs> Dude, I still can't get over the fact that when we saw Larry, I was like, oh my god, it's Matt. <laughs> That's like, the game literally came out like a month or two after I became... Not well, not after I became an adult, but <laughs> I got like a full time, real, like actual job, serious relationship. And I was just like, okay, I just became an adult in the span of a week. <laughs> and his two favorite Pokemon types are normal and flying, just like yours. Yes, which are two of my favorite types, which that's really nuts, actually. And they threw you in the game. 
They put me in. I'm so honored. Okay, but we gotta change his name. Otherwise, Matt from Geeks Crossing is gonna get suspicious. <laughs> I wish they added more regional forms. Because I feel like you didn't really see much yeah. in the base game, so you would think the DLC would fix that. Nope. Well, yeah, I mean, that and we're in a brand new region. Like, I think that would have been a huge selling point. I don't know why. Isle of Armor and Crown Hunter did this too. Add new Pokemon that aren't just legendaries. What? What's the harm? You'll get more people interested, but whatever. And, and even if they don't, yeah, I agree. Regional forms would have been enough. That would have been awesome. To me, it's like they keep coming up with all these gimmicks, and once they come up with something new, they just sidetrack it. Yeah, yeah. By far, my favorite part of Pokemon is the Pokemon itself. I'm a very surface-level Pokemon fan, I guess, but still. I like the gameplay. I love the regions. I love the music. But I just love the little creatures. It's just fun getting to pick your teams and match and make new teams. And, and so when I when I see, like, oh, here's a new DLC, it's, like, 50 Pokemon you can choose between and one new normal Pokemon in its original form or regional evolution. It's like, I don't know. That really disheartens me. I don't know, man. I'm keeping my expectations low for part two, but somebody tells me I'm going to enjoy it a little bit more. If not for the battling, then definitely the whole Biosphere X area. I don't know, it's giving me Wild Area vibes from Sword and Shield. That DLC I, I have high expectations for. But Area Zero or uh, Teal Mask, I kind of had no expectations and still was let down. <laughs> I won't lie though, the Legendary started off looking extremely goofy and I kind of like it. I kind of like Ogipon or whatever, Ogre Pond. He's alright. He's cute, yeah. to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. But I didn't like his original form with like that giant mask always being there. Actually, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you guys, which form do you like the best? I think the rock? Cornerstone? Yeah. I kinda like Wellspring. I don't know. We don't see that many grass and water types, so then again, you can argue the same thing with grass and fire, but... The water type is really cool, but the mask is where it's at. It depends on how the mask looks. Actually... Speaking of Paradox forms, do you think it's possible that we're going to get a Paradox Entei and Paradox Terrakian? I think it's almost, so. yeah, it's yeah. it's almost. Uh, it's there. Like it's, it's like it's almost promised. Like, how do you do two members of the trio and then not do the last one? I think that'll be, and uh, I think they'll look exactly as we'd expect. Terrakian will look very robotic Terrakian-esque, and... Uh, Entei, I don't know. I've seen some fan art. Some people say he's going to look like a Triceratops. Kind of like how you have Velociraptor, Suicune, and Brontosaur, Raikou. Um, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we if they do complete the trios. I mean, they have to at this point. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a given. But either way, I pretty much said all I need to say about the DLC. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? No, um... It was honestly kind of subpar in my opinion, and I'm really hoping the next one's better. But that said, I, I am actually pretty hopeful that the next one will be better. I share Nick's optimism. I think the format's going to be a lot cooler. I like the idea of catching starter Pokemon. I think it'll be a lot easier to build a cool team. But in this DLC, it was kind of hard to build a new team, and the NPCs that the game marries you to kind of suck. So all in all, I'm a little disappointed in it, but I'm hopeful for the future. Yeah, cool region. It was fun catching old Pokemon again, but really, underwhelming new characters, pathetic legendaries. It definitely could have been better, but I remain hopeful that part two will at least satisfy me. Yeah, no, overall this DLC was very, like, it was a kind of a letdown. Like, compared to the other two DLCs that came out, the, what is it, the Arctic Tundra or something like that? Crown Tundra and what else? That was uh, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. 
those were kind of fun and unique. This one kind of just like dropped the ball. The area was fun to explore. Uh, the legendaries, okie dokie, fezzendipity, like those names <laughs> sound like they're not even trying. So I'm hoping that the next DLC is better. I'm praying to Arceus as we speak. <laughs> but anyway, to those who are listening, what do you guys think of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, part one of their DLC? Tell us on our Discord server or DM us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to list us on all available listening platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially any Pokemon fans in your life. And as always, stay true to your geek selves. Bye-bye.